Good morning, good people. It's your host, B.A., back on your head with another episode of the Just My Opinion podcast. You could be anywhere in the world, but you are right here with your boy. Let's go ahead and kick off on Thursday Night Football. The Packers beat the 49ers 34-17. A-Rod went 25-31, 305, and 4 TDs. The game was really no contest. The Packers are now 6-2. and Moving right along into yesterday's activities, the Falcons are now 3-1 and under Raheem Morris. They win 34-27 over the Broncos. Only Dalvin Cook has more touchdowns than Todd Gurley for those who like the running game in Atlanta. Drew Locke had a good second half. The Falcons kind of had to hold their breath again, but they did hold on. Matt Ryan threw a rare bomb yesterday to Zacchaeus. He had a good, good, good game. Had a one-handed catch, then the bombs downfield. Atlanta really slick, has a stable of receivers that are kind of being put on display. Matt Ryan went 25-35 for 284, three touchdowns and one pick. I kind of want Brian Hill to play more. I think he's a little bit more explosive from the running back position other than Ty Gurley. He just doesn't look right, doesn't look healthy, but hey, in the red zone, he does what he does the Texans beat the Jags 27 to 25 Jake Luton went 26 to 38 for 304 and a touchdown I didn't even really know who he was until like an hour before the game um Deshaun Watson Will Fuller still did their thing and pulled out the W uh in the Chargers game we had a Tyrod siding not for very long let's not get excited about that Anthony Lynn has to have some tough skin because he loses so so many close games like the most in the league uh let's shout out the Raiders though getting the four and four with the win yesterday respectable play they can run they can pass they can just stay stable until they get the w side note the jersey colorways for both teams was hard i rock with it uh justin herbert's game plan is very simple uh spread the rock out three to four seconds make a decision after that throw the ball away or you're getting sacked but he finished with 326 yards uh then like I said, after that three or four seconds, the rookie kind of shows his age, but he did good. Their offense really has so many weapons. It doesn't really come to that. That was just some of the things that I started to watch as the game went on. The Raiders win nonetheless, 31-26. The Titans get back on track, winning 24-17 over the Bears. Uh, Nick Foles makes the Bears like a regular NFL offense, even though that's not saying much at the moment. Um, that's the only thing about it to me. It's better to have a zero than a negative one at quarterback, in my opinion. Some of those deep passes and third downs Nick Foles makes, Trubisky can't do, but really not at, about him at this point in time. Uh, Nick Foles isn't really getting it done either. The Titans look real pedestrian when they're not running the football, but they still make big plays to A.J. Brown and others and stay consistent throughout the entire game. They won that one. The Ravens are the same. Same team to me, but they come out with a win, 24-10 over the Colts. Um, if they run the ball, they're a great team. If they can't, it gets kind of iffy. Once again, Phillip Rivers can only throw the ball short to his receivers and running backs. Baltimore's defense always kept them alive. A questionable pick play went on in that game, but trick plays and misdirection is all Phillip Rivers can do. Maybe it's Jacob Easton time. The other young QBs have been flourishing. Herbert, Burrow, Tua. Uh, it's hard being five and three, but I'm just giving you what I see. Uh, their offense and Pittsburgh kind of just need a little bit more speed to unlock their potential, in my opinion. Just small tidbits, um, but I always rock with the older, smarter QBs, especially when they both have good defenses. Tua, speaking of him, he's two and zero. Um, he said after the game, he felt like he was in quicksand. He played very good. He looked good, 20 or 28 for 248 yards, two touchdowns. His presence in the pocket was really it for me. His elusiveness and extending plays, I said last week that he was kind of short. Uh, the Dolphins are 5-3 and three and won four straight. Uh, mind you, there is no running game in Miami. I didn't even know how it would play. I didn't know what that would look like. Their defense is real. Kyler Murray, although they lost, they played good as well. He went 21-26, 283 yards, three touchdowns. 
He also put in 11 carries for 106 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Bro, it's fast. He like if you kind of like put Russell Wilson in like slow motion and just let him run around and do what he do. That's kind of what it looked like. Those two young guns really went at it yesterday. His decision making is good. Stands in the pocket well. They kick and miss a game time field goal at the end, but Miami wins 34-31. Uh, going, moving into the Steelers versus Jerry's boys. Will Big Ben last this season? That's kind of my question. He started to get banged up a little bit, been able to finish the games nonetheless, but still just a little banged up in my opinion. Um... Who's the backup for this team? I don't know. You know they'll at least win eight games. They won eight now, but I just want to watch out for that. I don't know if the game manager stuff will last. The offense is really too good to be as pedestrian as they're looking, just meaning that a lot of teams are really just hanging around, and Big Ben could get risky at times, and we see he can kind of turn the ball over every now and then, even though I always love Big Ben. Uh, the defense is still creating turnovers. Mika Fitzpatrick has just been the pickup of the last two years. Claypool is looking like the number one, even though Juju has stepped up big in the past two weeks. Uh, speaking of backups, Garrett Gilbert gave the Steelers a scare, but the Steelers win 24-19. to 19. As far as the last three games, the Steelers played the Cowboys, the Titans, and the Ravens. All three good teams, but for some odd reason, I'm still slightly not impressed, not because... I don't like the Steelers. I just don't expect those teams to be in the upper echelon of who the Steelers are going to have to play in the end. And kind of those pedestrian quarters during the middle of the game where they kind of need that spark to go offensively. Um, I'm just kind of worried about that. But nonetheless, 8 no. Uh, Christian McCaffrey returned yesterday in a loss, 33-31 to the Chiefs. Kelsey went 10 receptions for 159. All I'm going to keep hearing now is Ferrari right, Ferrari all day. Uh, the Panthers played a lot better with McCaffrey back in the lineup, but the Chiefs are now 8-1. The only game they lost is just kind of when Tom ran out. The Magic was still there. They were coming back. They played a respectable game. Um, not the best game by their standards, but it's easy to forget about that team. 8-1. Um, Patrick Mahomes is now at the top of my MVP, a MVP, MVP race. Um, Pat Mahomes is at the top of my MVP race. Followed by Josh Allen and Rush. They went head-to-head yesterday in the shootout. Uh, the Seahawks defense gets smacked, and it's about time we said it. Uh, they couldn't get off the field all day. Terry Bradshaw said in the pregame presser that the Bills just kind of need to let it rip on the offensive end. That's really what they did. Uh, Josh Allen tossed the ball around, going 31-38 for 415 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Russ made it a game as always, but as we all know, he can't do it alone. Still was a great game by the Bills. They win 44-34 to over the Seahawks. Dalvin Cook has been in the kitchen and decided not to come out, man. The Vikings win 34-20 over the Lions. I mentioned games like this and how the Lions don't necessarily win them. Dalvin Cook had 22 carries for 206 yards and two TDs. Kirk Cousins played solid. Uh, Stafford got bammed up per usual. Let's watch out for him. Moving right along, the Saints beat the Bucks. That's twice this season. They won 38-3. Antonio Brown played. was not enough. He looked all right from my estimation. Um, as far as the NFC South outlook, this was the worst loss of Brady's career. Uh, the all-time touchdown race is now 564 to 561 in favor of Breeze. This will be going on all season. Michael Thomas returned. Uh, like I said, Breeze had a big night, 25 of 32 for 222 yards and four touchdowns. The Saints offense can really do whatever you ask him to do. If you want them to run the ball, time, possession, Latavius Murray, um, he'll come and kind of relieve 
Alvin Kamara a little bit. If you want to pass with Alvin Kamara, you can do that. If you want to go through the passing game, short passing game, Traycon Smith and the rest of those boys, or if you want to go along with Michael Thomas, he came back. You still have Jared Cook. Uh, you even saw a legit uh, Taysom Hill plays. Like You saw QB power plays. You saw him actually like try to pass the ball. Um, it really wasn't bad. Really, it was so bad at the half. The Saints just took a knee and went into the half. They were really up 31, 31 points at the time. Um, the Bucks only ran the ball five times. You got to fix that ASAP. That's not physical football at all. Uh, moving right along, my G-Men got a win yesterday, 33-20 over the Washington football team. Um, we actually saw Alex Smith play. I feel like they just might as well, even though he was hurt, you might as well kind of just let him rock. He's been the only good thing. Kyle Allen was, was doing okay, but obviously he's hurt. Uh, the Giants keep getting better every week, but NFC East is what it is, whatever that means. Uh, the Bengals, Browns, Rams, and Eagles were on buys this week. Uh, tonight, we have the Patriots versus Jets at 815 on ESPN from New Jersey. Uh, will Cam get back on track? I would say with Miami and Buffalo looking the way they are right now, he would probably need to do that like yesterday. Uh, moving right along, other sports news. The Masters from Augusta comes on on November 12th through the 15th. Tiger Woods, the defending champ, will play. He is not hurt. He will play. Uh, let's see if he can get a rare back-to-back Masters. Um, yeah, let's just hope so. I ain't going to say I don't think so, but let's let's just see how that goes. Uh, moving on to the NBA, they are set to agree on a season start around Christmas time, December 22nd. Um, as far as everything with the virus and fans still going, some cities will still be without fans. The season will is set to start before Christmas, and it will probably allow for about 72 games, and it will end right before the Olympics. They're still playing around with that play-in game system, too, for the playoffs. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, revenue was down about $1.5 billion from the nine that I talked about last week. Uh, also, think about the new administration and what, and what may come about with that. I'm not saying things will be shut down, but... You get what I'm saying. Who knows? You know, just throw that monkey wrench in there. That may throw some things in there as well. Uh, let's go into the Rockets. I started talking about them a little bit last week. Um, John Lucas has been added to see Steven Silas's coaching staff. He's been a head coach in short stints before. Uh, just good wisdom for the young but experienced head coach. Uh, he talked extensively kind of about his outlook on coaching next season and where he's going to take the franchise. He pretty much said that he looks to play multiple ways on both sides of the ball. Kind of like I thought, he needs a little more size, a little more motion offense, more players touching the ball so it's not just ISO, 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 gang up on James and Russ and if Russ is there, if James is there, whatever the case may be. Um, just a side note, in your spare time, go watch some old games on NBA TV. It's really cool to learn the true history of the game. I kind of peeped at the 1977 finals. It was Dr. J and Bill Walton going up in there. You saw Mike Bibby's dad. You saw uh, young Lionel Holland. He's a coach now. You saw him playing. You kind of think it would be slow, but it really, really wasn't. There was no three-point line back then, and the ball was moving, touching multiple hands, multiple cuts, in and out, post moves, uh, post interior passing, a bunch of things like that. The NBA draft is still November 18th. Be on the watch. Um, some pieces may move around, especially with the money that the teams are going to try to set themselves up for the future. Um, players that have opt-in contracts, I'm pretty sure they're going to opt-in kind of maybe like uh, Gordon Hayward or Chris Paul. Chris Paul with like that $40 million contract probably may opt-in, get the most of his money. But at the same time, I've heard some things out there that it may not actually behoove you to do that. It might be better to opt out 
and then come back in with the new wave of money with that being set and how it'll be moving in the future. Um, Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo kind of talked about that on the Ringer podcast. They talked for like an hour extensively about that. Bill Simmons has a whack load of knowledge in his head. And it was really cool to hear them talk about that. Um, he even went as far as to say this could be a perfect year for expansion because the money is resetting. Um, they have like revenue shares of each team. So you can kind of get out in a business fashion of not having to pay as much as you think a team would have to pay to start a new team. And this kind of would be the perfect time to do that. Um, just go check that out. It's on YouTube. A lot, a lot of information still hanging over the NBA's head. They're saying that they could just rip up this CBA if they don't like what they, you know, what they want to see. So that's always still an option that is not off of the table yet. But moving right along into the main news of the world, Joe Biden has been selected as the new president of the United States of America. The week was really crazy starting Tuesday, just watching the votes being counted, you know, one being in the lead at one point. Then, you know, as the week goes on, mail-in ballots and other ballots and military ballots and all different types of stuff comes in. Like it was really like a 24 hour thing. You go to bed at eight o'clock, eight, 10 o'clock. You'll wake up, you know, eight, nine, 10 o'clock the next morning and it'll be a totally different outlook on the color of the nation. Um, but congratulations to the Biden camp. Congratulations to Madam Vice President Kamala Harris. Learn to pronounce her name, please. Um, I've heard it. You've heard it. Please fix it. You know, special shout out, man, to the state of Georgia, man. Clap, clap. Good job, man. First off, you know, for me personally, I've never seen the state of Georgia blue in my entire lifetime. That's a first. Um, my nieces got to see you know, a, a woman as, as as vice president of the United States, they get to see that. My brother put up a post of, you know, my niece watching it, and it kind of just had a surreal moment. Like, yo, like, she does get to see that in real time, during her lifetime. And, you know, it's it's the start of something new. And, you know, her generation, the, 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 real, the real young kid, the real young kids, not just people who just consider themselves young, you know, they're at they're at the epicenter of it and we got to push them forward. Um, the women that I'm around, you know, the more seasoned ones and the younger ones, um, they're just so proud. I'm proud for them. It's history at its finest. Uh, really, no matter what side you were on. You're living in historical times, no matter what side you're on, please understand that the election told a story, you know, it's not all good and it's not all bad on whatever side of the fence you were on. It was just historical to watch, in my opinion. It was amazing to see that the whole nation had their eyes on Clayton, Fulton, and DeKalb County. Shout out to Clayco. Man, their lines were mad long from beginning to end, from early vote until the last day to vote. Um, I'm just glad that people went out there, mailed their stuff in, or either they went in person and just stayed out there. Uh, but the job is still not finished. We still have to get back out and vote in January for the Senate runoff. Uh, dates about that, November 18th, absentee ballots start going out. December 7th is the deadline to register. December 14th, early voting begins. January 5th is the runoff and last day to vote. Also, if you just recently turned 18, you can now register and vote on the 5th. Um, I also had the pleasure of shooting 
uh, the new sheriff elect of Henry County, Reginald Scandrick. Shout out to you, sir. Uh, Tuesday was truly a blessing and truly a pleasure to witness your win. Congratulations to Miss Collada Harrell as well. Uh, she has an incredible story. She spoke about how the last time she ran, she lost by 92 votes. And this time she won by over 10,000. Man, just amazing things can happen when you care and you get out and you vote. Um, I was asked this weekend by one of my friends how I felt about being a part and around all these people. Um, I said it's definitely a blessing. It's definitely a change because it's things that I've never seen um, personally. But my answer is really just the same for everybody. Do your job. Do what you say you're going to do. And it's up to us, the people that voted them in, who put them in, in those office positions to follow up and not just vote and leave them alone. Um, lastly, I just want to end by saying that this episode um, is dedicated to my father, Val Abernathy, Vibo McNasty, to others. If you know, you know. Uh, today is his birthday. He transitioned to in, um, in 2018. Um, I don't I don't say much. I am who I am because of him. Um, thank you for your love, sir. Thank you for your example. Um, uh, thank you for my business mindset inside and outside of business. Um, life isn't and will never be the same, man, but we hold your spirit up high. Um, I carry your spirit. I carry your legacy, man. Um, I love you. The fam love you. The bros love you. Um, and to everyone who knew him and loved him as well, whoever spoke with him, had a conversation with him, um, who love him by just by loving me. Um, if you could just send this podcast out to one new person, everybody that you already send it to, but send it to one new person. Um, do that as a gift to me for a gift to him. Um, it's amazing. I wish he could see, you know, the, the, the outpouring of love that I get through this space. Um, it definitely wasn't always, you know, like this. I didn't even have a dream about this at some point in time. He wasn't here when everything started, and I would just love for him to see what it is now, even though I know he is watching, smiling down. Um, but with that being said, man, I appreciate the love. I appreciate your ears, as always. Stack, pray, and stay out of the way, man. It's your host, B.A., and it's been another episode of the Just My Opinion Podcast. <laughs>